This week's podcast, I have Tommy North with me. Tommy was a DJ. Now he's a budding triathlete, mate. Why? Who knows? I'm actually still trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> Let's <laughs> chat about the journey. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want, and should know about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pre-Ultra, an extreme high-stim pre-workout scientifically formulated for anyone wanting to push it further than they ever have before. A powerful combination of performance-enhancing and nootropic ingredients delivered at industry-leading dosages. Pre-Ultra gives you explosive power, strength, and intense pump alongside the laser-like focus, mental clarity, energy, and drive to annihilate your next workout. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the land of fit, happy, healthy, and we're going to add endurance in this week because we're going to talk a little bit of triathlon. With me is Tommy Nortz. He has been a man in our brand for a long time. In our 20-year journey, he used to rock up to all our events in the early days and DJ away at fitness expos and party like a rock star. Went on to Tom and Jerry. Is that the correct yeah, name? Yeah, Tom and Jerry, yep. You guys were killing it there for a while. You obviously made Jared look good. I did. I did all the work. Yeah. He just uh, stood there. He yeah. booked the gigs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone's got to do that, mate. Tell me, why would someone who's living the dream as a DJ and I mean mate your Instagram I used to look at it and go oh that guy is just killing it look yeah. at it. and he's having so much fun he is partying like a rock star he is earning money doing what he loves want to then go and do you know you've done marathons you, you, you're doing long distance triathlon yes yeah, yeah you're doing the big stuff what makes your mindset change from all night long into the morning and I mean we all loved your Instagram I'm 50 I'm the first <laughs> one to say mate it was a good one to now shots of you with your shirt off every day it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty much what it is. <laughs> it's um I don't know. It's like I wish it was like one super simple answer, but I guess it's just like a full combination of of things that made that decision to to where it is now. Um, I think every kid these days dreams of being a DJ. And yeah, exactly. Traveling, you get paid to party. There's chicks. There's everything you can think of. I mean, after. I guess eight years of doing it pretty much every weekend of yeah drinking drugs anything that's involved it's um I guess it took its toll with other life aspects and I mean before DJing I was heavily in sport and played soccer at a pretty high level for like 20 years of my life yeah. so I think that sporting side and that focus or commitment to something maybe was where I wanted to go again. So you're an all-in guy, like if you're going to do something, it's a total focus? I'm a, uh, yeah, addictive personality, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If I want something, I'll, I'll go after it. Yeah. So. so mate, what made you take that big step from, a lot of us in our life, we have a lot of things come up in front of us and we go left or right. And whatever happens at that junction or that, that pop moment where you got to go, what am I going to do now, changes your yeah. future. And it happens to us all day, every day. For you, it was dramatic. Yeah. You just talked about alcohol, drugs, girls. You know, half the people listening are going, what the fuck? Why didn't you keep what going left? Life. Like, wow, <laughs> how, how do I get that? Do, do you need me to take your place? The other side is triathlon is a selfish sport. Like, and I don't mean mm. that in a negative way. You've got to be about you and your triathlon or you cannot be a good triathlete. And you want, you've got here, you want to be a pro triathlete. You've represented Australia already, like very quickly. Yeah. So how did you make that choice from waking up one morning, you know, looking around the room and going, holy fuck, that was a big night. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's about maybe two and a half years ago, real short. I was just like on a, I guess, a mental down spiral in terms of life. I'm 30, so it's 
everyone around you is having kids, getting married, everyone's got partners and like I guess Jared, like who I DJ with, you know, was obviously not partying as much because he's got a wife and kids and, you know, mm. running a successful business. So that aspect of life was slowly taking its toll, I think, and like the pressures of it. And what was that doing to you though? Like we, we, was that making you party harder? Or was I that... think, yeah, it was like partying was where I had other friends and I was accepting that was like those, those issues weren't a thing. So you party, you're just having a hell of time and you're you're a madman and yeah. people love that and you're a bit of a legend, you know, I guess. So yeah. it's like, it's a distraction. So that's where you go, I guess. And then one day I just, I snapped at my mum and my sister for talking about something and it was like, wow, like I properly had to go, like yeah. out of the blue, like they're just joking around and I lost it, like bawled my eyes out and I was like, something's wrong, you know, like I just had gotten the rock bottom, I think, because I was using partying as a way to escape. That's yeah. not everything in the be all and end all of it all, but like on a, on a like short level, that was it. I think I then spoke with mum and everything about that, got my own plan and moved on and I just found something to put my mind to other than that I guess take the focus off life and try and make something happy I don't so know it's like if I got this right you lend out to a mentor your sister and yeah her husband well, you went to Canada came into Canada yeah. yeah so that was like broke up with him so shot overseas and she, she's a she's an ally she's a physio is that yeah, right she yeah is, yeah so you went over there and she basically spent some time with you in Canada. And Pretty much, yeah. And we just... You realigned yourself on a few things? For like a year, just yeah. hung out, yeah, and just like lived life, you know, yeah. just got away from everything, got out of the job I was You weren't for, DJing over there at all? I DJed a couple of times, yeah. yeah, which is cool. Like, that's the people I knew, but it wasn't a main thing, but just pretty much, yeah, just like we were hiking, yeah. taking photos, just doing like spare time over there. You just spent outdoors and it was yeah. sick, you know, so... Which is the complete opposite to what you would have been doing. 100%, just yeah. trapped you know yeah. and just the way like the Gold Coast is super small even Sydney anywhere is and it's like I just took myself out and that was kind of I guess where it yeah I escaped it I guess yeah. and, and is um, she into triathlon or anything or nah, my, just my sister's uh, <laughs> she was she played soccer and stuff as yeah. she was younger but she was like I'm the sporty one in the family and she was the ducks of the college yeah. physio I got the house the husband she's got the ideal life which yeah. I guess is a pressure as well living up to that so yeah. yeah so you enjoyed the outdoors and you sort of thought I'm going to do something just got back and that was it and I obviously used to use the gym as a train and I always used to run mm -hmm. like running was always an out for me as in terms of like if I had a shit day or had a fight with anyone it was like put your shoes on and flog yourself yep. like it's just one of those sports I think you can put yourself in the hurt locker so easy and I think it's really common it's probably one thing I've found about going into triathlon how many people use sport or running or biking or anything to escape reality or fix yep. anything it's crazy like it's insane how many people do it and i guess i never used to think that oh, it was just me i do this now i've met so many people since changing and is it true that clipper sold you <laughs> your first bike clint cummins yeah, that's uh he kept peppering me was it his for... bike to sell <laughs> probably not <laughs> I don't know where. I got love sponsored athletes. <laughs> Stuff rocks up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, who knows if he owed money. He reckons he did. That's why he had to charge me what he said. So. <laughs> oh, he even looked after. He's a good bloke. No, nah, he's good. He's good. Clipper, he, he's a legend. He started it, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, and now I look up to him because I guess not the same path, but same sort of thing. Like triathlon was an out for him as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. It was so, his, um, his new yeah, hurt locker, wasn't it? That's yeah. it. You can just put yourself in these places. So, yeah, thanks, Clipper. Yeah. <laughs> so you started 
triathlon training with those types of guys, Clipper and no, I pretty much just got the bike, started riding and by then yourself, um, just, yeah, yeah, just running and kind of few mates in the area started getting into it. Like yeah. I never really knew much about it. I didn't watch any of it, obviously yeah. like Olympics and whatnot. And then Courtney who I train with, I knew from school I used to run with and saw her and she's like pretty much come to see my coach and yeah that's oh nice and that got into it really like yeah. and i knew a couple of people that trained with her so and that's it and then i just went fuck i'm gonna give it a crack yeah got the bike and yeah and that's it and now we're here so mate what what does that do to your head on a daily basis now compared to how you used to be like i want to talk a little bit about the journey of your change here and because i know it's something really passionate to you is your triathlon now it's way more passionate than i just do it because i want to compete it's yeah. it's deeply embedded in your dna now mm-hmm. So I want to go through that change process for people out there that are in a rut or don't know what's next. And that these opportunities do come up if you if you can take the blinkers off and mm-hmm. take, you were lucky enough that, you know, you knew someone, you get a bike, you didn't have to go through that, oh, gee, I've got to go to a bike store and I've got to do this. And, you know, Clip's a good bloke. He would have spent all the time in the world telling you about how good triathlon was and all that. Yeah. How lucky were you to have that type of network around you? And I want to talk about that that whole change there because that to me is the exciting part about you watching you grow yeah. over the last you know 10 years with me is you've just gone from this guy that was doing 360s on poles and yeah. side <laughs> nightclubs to you know now doing 360 your life is triathlon yeah that's it i mean at the start it was yeah i guess i am lucky as you said i've, I've been surrounded with people i know and that i guess that's the network we've created but it, it was tough because I had this life and, you know, probably 50% or 60% of my mates are from that life. So for them, me making a change, they couldn't understand it. People don't grasp why, why the fuck would you want to get up at 4am every day and smash yourself and then come home, go to work, wake up and do it again. Like, where's the fun in that? So why do you want to do that? I just... It makes me feel amazing, I guess. It's, um, I don't know, it just takes you out of this other world. I'm focused on something. I'm the fittest, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, that's unreal. But I'm the brokest I've ever been as well. Mm. And money was an issue that made me, I guess, go down as well, all those life things. But now I look at it, I'm probably like, yeah, I've got money, but it's nowhere near what I should have. But it's not an issue because... I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm actually content with what I'm doing for once. And I think that's a massive thing. And so, mate, how do you deal with that aspect of your life? Like, there, what'd you say? How old are you? 31. You want to be a pro triathlete? Yeah. Now, that's a flip in the coin. Like, triathlon competition is tough, you know. Yeah. It's, everyone knows it's the three elements. Yeah. But, you know, you can have a one good leg, one bad leg. You can have a bad day on the bike. You can have a bad day. So, how do you handle that? You've given your life to triathlon now and you've made a massive change in your lifestyle. You might train well for three to four months, PB day after day after day. Yeah. It all comes down to that one day. How, how do you handle that as a human? Like, what are you going to do around that? That's something that I've probably in the last three or four months since a race in Port Macquarie was the time that I realized not everything goes the way you are. Like, train as hard as you can, put in effort every day, and feel phenomenal getting to the toe on the start line. And then for all of it to come crumbling down in the last leg of a race and then at the end be going, why the fuck am I doing this? I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be here after that performance. Like all that time, 20 hours a week of training for nothing. Like where's it come from, you know? And mate, did you 
sit back in your unit that night and think, fuck, I'm going to go find the drugs in the partying again? Did you have any 100%. of that? hundred percent. Every time I have a dip in that way or have a bad session or a bad race like that, it's like, it's just easy. I could just go back. I could go DJ, earn money, party, mm. just have the hell time, live the dream that way, which is a cool lifestyle to have. Yeah. But I guess that's not, it took me like, especially after Port Macquarie, like it took me maybe like two or three weeks to like settle down and just go, no, it happens, you know? Yeah. And it's just, then I've got to do what I want to do. If that's what I want, you need to commit. You need to make sacrifices again. And you learn speaking to other like athletes, like Ali Day and stuff who's been really good with me is like, they happen, you learn more. And if anything, having a bad race like that, I'm going better because I probably switched off a little bit. I was so like, rah, like triathlon, triathlon, triathlon. I can't do anything. I've relaxed my life a little bit to what I can. Obviously I need to stay focused, but I've relaxed and try find a little bit more time for friends and family where I can yeah. just to switch off. And mate, that was a big day for you, that Port Macquarie event, because Jared, your, your DJ partner told me you were meant to do a gig in Byron that night and you could have taken the turn back yeah and jump straight back into that yeah that side and you know you obviously opted out i'm not going there just in case because you'd had a bad yeah like mentally you were not yeah, the right it, yeah yeah and so I, um yeah pretty much finished and was feeling horrible was meant to have a gig and yeah. we'd played the weekend before but i just finished the race and was mentally in a bad spot and i just i felt shit and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be put in there. I didn't, one, I would have been probably depressed and down and that's probably when I would have drunk again. Yeah. And it had been so long since I drank. I've been trying to stay away from it and I, I just didn't want to go back down that road. And unfortunately, making that decision has pretty much ultimately stopped my DJ career now. Yeah. It was kind of the last straw. Like, yeah, that was, that was it. And I went, oh, well, I guess it's not for me anymore. And the lifestyle I want to live and decisions I want to make going forward, if I need to... I want to sleep. <laughs> mm, yeah. Sleep's so good, isn't it? <laughs> Especially at 50, I love a good yeah. sleep. Mate, so what's, let's not muck around. What's the biggest thing you've learned about that day at Port Macquarie, not going back to DJing that night? You could have partied like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Come fuck it. I don't care about how I went. I've done that. What's the biggest thing you've learned that you can pass on to people who are at that junction where they don't know what to do? I guess if you want something, don't listen to what other people tell you or I guess the social pressures of like, don't do that. Like if you want it, you got to make sacrifices and you got to chase your dreams, I guess, as corny as, as cheesy as that is. Like I've realized I can't drink and going out till 10, 11 o'clock on nights is no good for me and no good for my training. But unfortunately... That's the decision that I've made. I don't want to listen to it's cool to drink and go out and party like I used to. Like how many people go, where's party time? Like we love party time. Like where is he? I'm like, man, he's dead. Like I'm on a new chapter and I'm on a new hustle. Like this is what I want to do and where I want to go. So you just have to be true to yourself and do what you want. If that's what you want, go after it because there's no other way of getting there, I guess. And mate, have a lot of your friends stuck around? Has that been a difficult journey? You really realise the friends you have partying or the friends in that side of things and really you're left with a handful of people that respect what you're doing and understand, yeah, I get shit from them for doing it, but that's because I wear lycra most of the time. Mm. At least you look good in it. (laughs) We try. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, yeah, your real friends stick around and, yeah, it's, it's been tough and I try see them when I can and 
but they also understand that what I'm doing is taking my time and, and they, I guess they also understand why I've made the change because of my past life. So they're also happy for me. It's a, it's a tough battle and I'm, you still deal with it. Just, I don't know, it's a social thing. It's the day and age we live in, I guess. Like if you don't go out, you're not meeting chicks, you're not, you're not cool, you're not getting on the piss, you know, like yeah. you just train. Some yeah. people love it. I love it. Like, I would never have pictured this two years ago. Yeah. At all. At all. Neither would I from watching you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. It's an unbelievable change. I want us to talk more about being peppered on social media because, mm-hmm. I mean, you got peppered. I remember the, the period and yeah. I remember everyone saying, oh, Tommy's done. It's almost like you went to religion. Not in a, Religion's not bad, everyone. I'm not <laughs> saying that. It was, well, triathlon is a religion. I've seen all the, yeah. I've been on uh, all the stickers on the back of Cars. Yeah, my, my, my religion is triathlon <laughs> how did you handle that mate like what it's it's tough this day and age with social media is people just can get at you and i think you've got to stick to your guns because people will always oh it's so cool you've got a if you're not drinking you're not partying you're not out with the boys you're not doing this you're not cool so why the fuck are you doing that because that's not cool Mm. Why would you want to train? Why would you want to get up early? Why would you want to chase a goal? Like you're not out with the boys drinking drugs, chasing chicks, talking stories. So, but it's just something that if you want to do, you need to commit and you just shut it out, I guess, and just do it. Just stop listening. Do it for you. How did you shut that out? I mean, that's a, it's a big thing for you to say because you've been there and done that. But most of these kids today, they're worried about someone saying, geez, he didn't like my post. Like they're at that level. Yeah, it's it's tough. (laughs) And you were getting peppered. Yeah. You know, and I mean, a lot of it was mates having that fun mate dig. A little banter, yeah. But you always know there's something a little bit thicker in it. Yeah, definitely. To be honest, the last, until the last six months is probably when I've accepted the fact that I'm good with it mm. because the first three or four months of the transition, I was still partying because I wanted to commit, but then mates were like, come out, man, come on, come on, let's do it. And I was still DJing and dabbling mm. and all that. So I remember before the Rabina triathlon, we were in Byron, I was still partying. And it was like three days before I raced or two days before I raced. And I remember the biggest, one of the biggest nights I had was a New Year's Eve, like three weeks before that, we were DJing for someone famous. Yeah. And I absolutely sent it. And that's because I got caught up in the old way and enjoyed it. But then I had to race two weeks later. And I think that's what I've learned going on and going on is like, you need to not listen to people and just do you, I guess. You need to chase it and partying and listening to people and they're always going to be there. People are always going to try to pull you down when you're doing something better or making them feel bad, really. Like, so just had to stick to it and I just I think now I've just gone I'm in really that's it that's an incredible change I know I'm going on and over it but I just know the old Tommy really <laughs> well too. mate I'm stoked where you went like it's uh and I've seen quite a few athletes around us now who did that lifestyle is very much a fun Oh, young yeah. man's lifestyle. Yeah, young. Very fun. <laughs> Have you joined into any charities? Have you joined any groups of people to help people with this journey or is it still really about you and where you want to go if you triathlon? Um, yeah, I haven't really delved into a heap of stuff. Like I did a massive run with these guys called Run, Walk, Talk who yeah. do things for mental health, which is like an 80K started Point Danger, D-Bar, yep. and went to the lighthouse in Byron. And that okay. was probably the first charity thing. To be honest, it cooked me yeah. <laughs> and caused I got a little injury out of it because of overuse. But I mean, that was the first time I was like, you know what, I'm going to give back. And we donated and raised a heap of money and just ran with a heap of blokes. And you met so many cool people that were, you know, as I talked about earlier, about using exercise and fitness as a way out. And it was cool to have like 60 blokes 
all chatting and just trotting along. Having 60 a good guys day. did that? Yeah, it was wow. massive. What a day, I mean. And that's probably the first time I've done a charity thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's not a massive thing to me. I'd love to if it's if it aligns and it works, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So what does align with you now? Like what, what's your new journey? Just to be as fit and ha- happy, as healthy as I can. So I get the fit part. You train three days a week. Yeah. <laughs> you're cycling. What are you doing for the happy and healthy part? I think that's finding the balance with that family and seeing your friends because at the end of the day, they're always there and that's what does make me happy. Like I've got like Jared and heaps of my other mates and even my sister now, I've got little kids. So like being around just these new little grommets running around is that's where I spend my spare time if I've got it. That makes me happy. That's that's the new life, you know. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, mate, what? Let's talk a little bit about your lifestyle. Like, how did you suddenly learn how to eat as a triathlete? Like, you were eating as a DJ is easy because oh, it's yeah. anything that's open <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, and we won't mention the word kebab. But <laughs> are there a lot of kebabs still in your diet now? I still have a kebab. Yeah. Nice. I actually stopped eating meat. Did you? Which is a weird thing because if anyone ever knew me, I never touched salad. I'm not a vegan at all or anything, but. So I stopped eating meat, yeah, pretty much like a year and a half ago. But that also makes it hard. And yeah, I still smack sugar like I shouldn't. But yeah. Endurance sports are allowed to, mate. Yeah. Don't, worry, don't worry too much You're about allowed, that. You're allowed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Food, though, it's been tough. I'm like 80% good, 20% just getting carbs in. I'm little and I'm trying to put weight on with so much training, you lose it. So it's just trying to eat and eat and eat, which is tough for me, I guess. For so you. how many calories are you burning a day on average? You know? uh, Do you track that? Through it, like my Garmin, I yeah. guess, and that, and you see it roughly. And it's like probably between 4,000 and 5,000 wow. on a big day, yeah. Did you see Phelps' diet after he won all those medals? <laughs> there was some pretty good food lined up there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the future of triathlon for you? You want to be a, a pro triathlete, I get that. If that doesn't come into play by a certain date, what are you doing? I guess I'd keep at it as long as it's making me happy and it's like when... Do you want new golf? Well, that's it, yeah. yeah. As long as I'm happy still doing it and it's not like, oh, fuck, i got to get up today and train, like, then I'll stop. It's just one of those things. It's The triathlon community is huge. And if you ever go to an event, especially an Ironman event where there's like the halves and fulls, the amount of people that are there that are just overweight, old, anything, it's all aspects of life and it's so cool seeing people tick goals off, obviously. And we went to Kona with Crowey once and I was blown away oh. by that event. Like Wild. just the volume of people and then the, the over 80s category, the whole lot. Like just, seriously? Yeah. They've got Zimmer frames nearly mm, running down yeah. the line. You're like, how the hell do you do that? And like that that's inspiring stuff. Yeah, like people to see that, they're like, oh, I don't get how you do it. It's like, mate, where are this other percent up here? But majority of people are not fit or, you know, they're just having a crack and it's just massive thing. I tell people to get into it. Mate, let's just touch on something. You talked about like your whole life's been thrown into triathlon. And I know I'm harping on this, but I know you got more to give us. You can yeah. tell us a lot more because you, the people who know you, everyone says extreme change. Mm-hmm. Like not just, wow, he changed a little bit and he's got healthy. He's had an extreme lifestyle change. So you did that charity event and you got a little niggling injury. How did you handle that? Like you're full on. You've just said you're totally into it. You're invested. Everything's on. Now yeah. you've got an injury and you've got to stop. Yeah, it was it was tough. Mm. And I, touch wood, have never had an injury until that kind of point. And I'm lucky it wasn't nothing crazy. But going from being able to do everything full throttle, I guess, and then just having to back off like 50, 60, 80% because there was nothing I could do. I had the rest was tough. And I guess that's where it's like injuries, bad races, 
is all, it's a mental game. And what did you do to control that mental aspect of having to stop? Like, did you lean on people around you? Did you yeah. read self-help books? What did you do? Like yeah. for those people out there like us that are, have, have a focus and something goes wrong, it could be training at the gym, it could be hurt yourself in the squat, whatever it is. Yeah. What did you do to keep yourself on track to come back knowing there was a date in the future? People are telling you to not do anything to that date and you've been doing everything every morning from four o'clock, you've been yeah. eating, living, sleeping, dreaming, triathlon. What did you do? I guess that's where the friends come in like just don't sit at home and mope about it and get negative thoughts in your head about it because at the end of the day there's nothing you can do it's just part of the journey but then I was just taking that extra time I had before work to go have coffee catch up with mates that I hadn't seen in a while and just get that kind of fulfillment I guess yeah. if that yeah it's it was tough because mm. you then see the social aspect and you see all the people you race your training partners and then everyone else that you follow training hard and you're like we got the same race coming up mm. I'm going backwards, but you learn that you're not. So it's a good refresher for your mind to get out of that hustle and bustle of just like, bum, 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 we're at it every day and just take a step back, relax, it's all good. Hang out with your mates, hang out with family and just recharge the batteries, I guess, and just do what you can. Let's talk the work side. You're working for Squad Athletica. Is that the correct pronunciation of it? That's it, yeah. (laughs) So great clothes too, man. I love them. Just on the side there, you did a lot more with them during that period too, didn't you? You jumped Mm -hmm. into with some of the marketing people and helped set some avatars up and some some processes. Like you really made yourself available more, like you got busy. Is that one of the the successes to not falling back into the old trap? Yep, that's it. Keep the mind busy and keep going. I think downtime's horrible. I've always been a busy person. I never like to... But then, yeah, with work, just probably work picked up for me because that's a focus then. I've got his spare time. I started doing extra photography for them and bits and pieces and just, yeah, I guess utilising time better in, you know... I don't know if better is the right word or because you're always using it, but... Yeah, it doesn't change. It's the same thing. It's focus. Yeah, your focus changes, mm. I guess, and you just got to apply yourself in different areas to not let slip back in that way or just go, ah, fuck, it's too hard. Yeah. I'm out. So, mate, you mentioned photography there. That's that's a passion as well? Yeah. So how do you... Uh, what are you doing at the moment in photography? Pretty much... I do a lot of my own ones and yeah. it's take it of um, mates and stuff at training, I guess. And I still do pick up little side gigs and I do a heap for work as well. Which they finally realising I can take a photo, which is nice, which then changes You've always been up. very creative in that. Yeah, area, I yeah. love being creative. Um, photography's always been a little side hustle, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's just nice to get involved with that again. And it's, it's come into play with triathlon because... Everything's so self-funded and I guess triathlon's kind of nerdy in in the big scheme of things. It isn't cool and there's no like cool social aspect to it. So like taking photos and creating cool little clips on Insta and stuff like that, it's just like that's fun for me and I guess it also adds a different aspect and what helps me pick up sponsors here or there. So it helps the journey. Yeah, nice. So what's what's the the big plans for you? What's uh, the next uh, three years? Oh, that's a big one. Um, I go to France in September for World Chance for 70.3 IMM, which is pretty cool, which would be a really cool experience. I guess coming back from that will just be, I want to do other, like I want to get into trail running and Mm -hmm. just, I've been so focused the last like year and a half, hard out triathlon, which has been phenomenal to get me where I am but I want to just relax that little bit and try different races and focus two or three events and work on 
getting faster so I can get my pro license, I guess, is the end goal, which is going to be tough. Yep. <laughs> Most Ironman athletes are a little older in their career anyway. It's not, That's a, it, it's not yeah. a young man's sport. I know there's people who yeah. <laughs> who obviously do extremely well in their early 20s, but yep. you haven't missed any boats. you got your focus on. No, definitely, because yeah. I always was like, oh, I wish I found this five or six years ago. And then people are like, well, no, this came to you at a point in your life where you needed it. And five or six years ago, you wouldn't have had the commitment and focus that you do now and learnt your lessons. So you probably wouldn't be who you are in the sport already in such a short time. So, and yeah, triathlon is, I think, 30 to 35 is fast age group. So the older you get, the faster you get in a lot of endurance stuff. So until you're too old. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look across the table when you say that. (laughs) Mate, you've used the word commitment a few times in this chat. Like, have you got three things that you could, and I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> three three things that you think are valued as commitment in your repertoire. Like, what, what are your three big commitments? Ooh, three big commitments. Just get up every day. No excuses. Yep, nice. And just excuses. It's an ugly word, commitment. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and just commitment, I guess, is to yourself. Like, if that's what you want to do, you need to focus and let everything else go and stay there. So do you write a plan around that? Have you got a written plan or it's in your head? No, like I've got a coach that writes all my stuff like that. But Mm. focus-wise, I like to just set little goals halfway through. So like the half marathon the other week and then I've got France coming up. I was always just book a race and that keeps you then accountable, I guess, going, if you didn't have anything booked, you're just training. So just keep going and going. You've just gone through your three commitments with us, which, you know, like I talked to a lot of athletes about commitment and I like where your head's at in those and that's that's a winning formula you've got there. It's probably been worded different ways than that, but when Mm -hmm. you break it down to the base of it, mate, do you think that you're still learning in your journey towards where you're going with triathlon and and endurance sport? And do you think athletes ever do stop learning? I don't think so. Every day you wake up and you think you're you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path, but then 24 hours later, you're feeling shit again and you've got done the wrong thing. I think just like podcasts have been massive. Listening to, I think having that avail- available is huge because you listen to so many different people talk about their losses and their wins that you're like, oh yeah, okay. That's a different way of thinking about something or approaching something if you've had a bad day. So it's just, you're always always learning something about yourself the sport or just life like yeah. it, it is crazy yeah because you were luckily unlucky that you won the first event you went in didn't you second yeah i know it's and it's <laughs> just like my, my son taj he went to the casino and on the first day i'm thinking i'm going to give him a heap of bucks he's going to lose it all fantastic yeah <laughs> one up big next time one up big and now i spend my time telling him the casino is not the place he needs to go every friday did that fuck yeah, with you I, as well like i've been that? i was pretty lucky early on yeah. that i got some like solid results mm. and leading up to Port Macquarie which is I reckon the game changer for me I'd had two wins under my belt yeah. like you know had all this hype and you're feeling good like yeah a bit of confidence and then bang see you later really got put back in my place and learnt I'm so new my body's not conditioned I've got so much to learn and that just comes down to as well it, it diet and things like that and sleeping and just the little it's the one percenters that they always talk Stay about true to your race plan it, that's yeah. it yeah and just don't like yeah. yeah stick to your plan yeah. don't get feel good and be like yeah I'm going to go ahead and do it because it costs me yeah. a lot <laughs> and for those who don't know but that event was how long how long does it take you to do an Ironman anywhere between like four 15 to 4.30. Yeah. And that's a oh, half Ironman, yeah. yeah. So it was at 1.9 swim, 90K bike, and a half marathon, so 21.1, yeah. Wow, that's like a two-week holiday for me. <laughs> but- <laughs>
Does the future and no money worry you at all? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's why I still, I'd love to back off a couple of days at work and commit to triathlon just that little bit more in terms of getting more training in. But end of the day, triathlon's not going to be there forever unless you're in the top, you know. And who knows? Yeah, I might get there. 95% really hard, which is I'm willing to do and have a crack at, but that's where work is. I still focus on work and keep working because it is a sport and it can be taken away, one, with an injury and who knows. I just might lose the passion. What do you think drives passion, though? What, what do you think it is? Is it your will to win or your will to just do you, as you said? Or is it your will to tell everyone, fuck you, look what I did? Like, what is it that's... that's... I think a bit of that, too. I love people going, you can't do that. Yeah. And then just proving them wrong is amazing. Yeah. Like, how good is that? Just going, oh, you can't do that, mate. Nah, no way you're going to do that. And then just turning up, smacking it out of the park and going, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But> now what? <laughs> yeah. Check out my shop with no shirt on. Yeah, and I got abs. <laughs> oh, so, so is that the secret to getting abs is become a triathlete? Yeah, could be. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Mate, actually, we haven't touched on what is your NC account? At Tommy Norts, N-O-R-T-Z. Z, yep, nice. Why would we go check you out? Because there's pretty much no shirt on. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, I'll have fun on there. Yeah. I love like photography again same thing so mm. i like taking photos and that's why i guess insta's cool like that and i yeah. love creating funny clips and i guess you get to see what i do day in day out i'm pretty pretty active on it i guess so yeah. it's good fun and i heard you mention earlier that courtney was one of the people that got you into try i mean she's had a rough journey herself she's a lovely kid yeah and um she was with us for a long time as an athlete mm-hmm. too did she stumble across you did you how did you two catch up to it was what, pretty much through other mates and just going to events and then seeing her there and she was more in the early days of training she wasn't really much like come to our squad but then helped me i guess in those early days she understood the athlete life right but then she didn't understand the other side of life so it was good to just have her and the other people you train with to be like a safe zone i guess and they understand oh you're you're committing to this but yeah we came from two different walks of life 100 percent. but i used to run with her when i was at school so we had that connection she can run too Oh, man. Not now. I got her, though. You got her? How long did did that take? (laughs) A while. (laughs) Oh, that's good. So who's coaching you? Andrew Ivey. He's from Perth. Elite sports spec he is. He's only a small little crew, but we're surrounded by some pretty pretty cool athletes. Yeah. Um, Just based out of Pizzi, so yeah. And is that a pure triathlon squad training session, or is he training you as an overall athlete? Uh, No, it's pretty much a triathlon squad, but he does do little cyclists and obviously online coaching these days is massive so he still does like yeah cycling and used to do strength coaching for got some big sporting teams and stuff so he's got a world of knowledge yeah Yeah, which is good yeah it's good to see strength in triathlon yeah necessity (laughs) and what about you any future aim to be a coach of some kind you get asked all the time i think it's probably the funniest thing that i've dealt with is like through instagram and things is people asking me about hey how do you do this how do you do that i'm just like man i'm just a normal kid man i used to party and (laughs) and now i'm running you know and doing this and you get asked about what you eat what you take how do you get up every day and it's just yeah so coaching is one way you can go i guess and i will but i feel like i'm still learning so much about me and how i train and how to train that i just don't want to give the wrong advice or yeah what do you think makes a good coach? Do you think being technical or having that story that you've got of going through the pain barrier, the, the people barrier, the, the, the change challenge, all the things that have come at you in your life in the last yeah. couple of years? What, what do you think makes I a good think coach? A bit of both. Like I think I, if I went down the coaching path, I think I'd find I'd have a few people that would 
be interested because I'm real and you've had a normal life. You haven't been brought up in an athlete yeah. environment your whole life and just brought into the sport. Whereas I've partied and done it and then made that transition. So it's relatable, yeah. I guess. But then you've got to have the knowledge. I know a lot of people come and talk to me. It's it's really about the mistakes I've made yeah. and what we did to overcome those to, to drive forward. And that's what a lot of the mentoring that I get asked to do with younger startup mm-hmm. kids from all the dads that I know. Yeah. Please stop calling me. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. It's 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 nice to get that stuff back. But I've, I've, I've heard a few people tell me that you would be a perfect coach in the future, like yeah. just what you've been through and your story. And I was interested to find out if that down, was something. Down the track, yeah. But like in terms of triathlon ways, I'm just so like still learning. How can I coach someone when I'm still making mistakes, I guess, which is all part of it, right? But I think that's where down the track when you, you, you take a step back from focus so much on racing, if the whole pro triathlete thing doesn't come that's where you go to stay in the sport and you yeah. still enjoy it because it is a cool community and that's a way of giving back i guess yeah so have you done any cert fours and fitnesses or i've done fitness a cert, or cert three and cert four was the first thing i did when i got out of yeah. school i think it was like the one thing everyone did it's the gold coast everyone's a pt right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who isn't a pt yeah. these days yeah. <laughs> even i've got that yeah <laughs> Uh, I think they're a bit harder to get these days. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so you just got to get some coaching certs and do a little yeah, bit Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to get to like a level one triathlon coach. They do them all the time. But yeah, one day. Could be in the horizon, definitely. Have you, have you done any PTing? Oh, not for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, so just finishing off, who, who are some of the biggest people? I mean, obviously your sister was monumental to your change. Yes. Who, who else... And um, once again, I'm throwing out there for the people trying to share your journey. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's hard for me to ask your journey. Like, who are the people you lent on? We touched on a couple earlier, your mum, your sister and all yeah. that. Is that enough for someone who's going to take them? And I'm talking the people who are struggling with life, partying, bad scenes, bad friends. And, you know, they're all the things that you put your hand up and said, hey, you're a good mate, but maybe you're not the mate that's on my same journey now. Yeah. Where are we at? What can you say to people about that? It's just, I guess, again, if you want to chase something, chase it. And did, did you write it down? Did you put it on walls? Did you, did, what did you do? Like, I just shut everyone out, I yeah. guess. It's it's a, a selfish thing, but like. And that would have caused a lot of people to panic as well too, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just got to stop and stop communicating with those people in a certain way, but, and not, people will always social media these ways. They'll just give it to you and any chance they get, they'll give you a hard time and that's when it can affect you. But you just got to, I guess I stopped it letting affect me i'm doing what i want to do i'm happy like just because but you positively messaged out you didn't yeah turn no. off you said hey i'm doing yeah i'm like oh mate i'm good yeah i've got to get up in the morning i'm good i don't want to come out and yeah. party like um you don't do it man like good on you like i can still come out and hang out yeah. but if i don't drink or anything like that that's a world of hurt people just don't understand it i guess yeah. and you just got to Stay focused. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who competes will understand that. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot of people out there that just want to start running, swimming, biking. Yeah. They don't need to. No, just, yeah. just start. Mm. And that's when I got the bike, it's the same thing. I just started riding and I was still running. Had no structure, no coach or nothing. Just was gaining fitness because I was so scared to join a squad early on because of that. I'm this fatter dude. I was like 12 kilos heavier than I am now, you know, like yeah. going into an elite squad of triathlon is like, fuck, I'd never ridden a bike before, you know, like. That's the same fear a lot of people yeah. have walking to a gym, mate. Like, well, that's exactly, it's exactly it, yeah. the same thing. It's just taking that step, isn't it? But like, look at me now, I'm screwed and it feels like I've been doing it forever yeah. when it's still only early days, but same as going to the gym. 
She's yep. got to go. Have a crack. Yep. You'd be surprised how many people actually will invite you in and make you feel welcome. It's not as intimidating as it is. Yeah, that's good advice, yeah. mate. That's great advice. Well, that's probably the advice I'd like to stop on. If you can help someone start something, help them make change. That's it. So, mate, thanks for coming on board. That was good. It's really nice. You know, you've been a complete 360. I never thought you'd be yeah. <laughs> one of our athletes on board our team and, you know, ticking the boxes. We don't have a big endurance-based team, so we really look forward to your feedback and your feedback around the uh, – obviously, the clean range has been massive for us and I know you love our shred and oh, stuff yeah. as well, which uh, we love you taking as well. Yeah. <laughs> But, mate, it's a small world, that triathlon group, isn't it? There's a lot of people that we're all related, we're all friendly, and I'm really happy you found your place in life is what I'm trying to get out in this long-winded old man sentence. (laughs) But, yeah, mate, congratulations and keep it up. We love it. Yeah, thank you. Perfect. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.